everybody has a story. I have a story. You have a story. Your mailman has a story. The lady who does your nails has a story. In the telling and listening to these stories waits the power to heal. If sharing our stories was easy, we would all do it, and this world would be spared a lot of pain. Thankfully, some people are willing to share their stories because they've been taught by previous generations of storytellers. In this episode of Every Wise Woman Builds, we're going to meet one such lady, Mrs. Lucilla Hodges. What her parents couldn't know was, as they were telling stories and laying a godly foundation, this foundation of faith would be tested, just like the foundation I'm building will be tested. Whether or not that foundation holds can mean the blessing or loss of thousands of lives through future stories. Whatever stage you are in your life, I believe this story will remind you of the importance of sharing your story, pain and all. Someone needs the healing God has given you. Today I'm with Miss Lucilla Hodges. Miss Lucilla, thanks for being here. And will you just tell us a little about your your background and your your, your family story? My dad was a, an evangelist. He was a pastor first for many years. And we grew up, or I grew up in a pastor's home with a sister and brother and a very godly mother. And... I have to say that probably um, being raised in that family made me who I am today. My parents were always consistent with their love, and um, my dad lived at home what he preached in the pulpit. Never varied from that. But he also played with us. We always had um, a game night during the week. We would all get together together. And we played together. He took us on trips. When he had to go preach somewhere, he would take the family, and we'd make it a fun trip. And he would take us and show us different parts of the country because he loved to travel. Mm -hmm. And through that, being in churches all over the country and watching them, um, my mother and daddy were so in love. Mm -hmm. My mother's name was Esther, and she was his Queen Esther. That's Mm -hmm. what he called her, Queen Esther. And having that heritage was such a blessing because I never, I always felt loved. I always knew that I was going to be fine because I had parents that loved me. And now today I see there's so many many families that are not like that. And I feel so blessed to have had that heritage and to have had that parents that cared that much for me. She also mentioned some of his books. I have to tell you that Scamper Squirrel went on all those trips with us <laughs> because my dad would be driving and he told stories to us. He would make them up as he went along. And he had Scamper Squirrel, Squirrel and Randy Rabbit, and he would just name them as he would think of them. So he would tell us stories, and always there was a lesson to be learned in each of those stories. He also told us, taught us to memorize scripture he would say the scripture and we'd give him the reference or he would give us the reference and we had to give him the scripture so we did we played games but he always had uh, some way to teach us through those games and so as an adult now raising my own three children I tried very hard to uh, implement the parenting skills that I watched as a child and growing up. And my husband and I had three daughters, and we were very active in our church and um, had, a, had a good home, a happy home, happy family. Uh, we did go through some very trying times earlier in our marriage. I'm, I'm now 73 years old. <laughs> So it's it seems like it was eons ago, but about halfway through our 53 years now of marriage, 
my husband lost a job that he had been he'd been a vice president of a bank for many many years and was a very um, successful businessman and very bad things happened and he lost his job we basically lost just about everything we had um, we lost our home and we found out that Life was not like we thought it was going to be. It didn't turn out the way we thought it was going to. And we had to rebuild when we were in our early 50s. We had to start rebuilding our life. And we that meant we had to move away from our family and from our home church and what we had known all of our married life. And we were in Houston, Texas for 13 years. And going to a strange city where you knew absolutely no one and a strange church where you knew no one and making friends was, it was hard. Um, but the Lord was good to us and we were able to make good friends. We were in a very good church. During the time that we were in Houston, our youngest daughter, Amy, that um, has already been mentioned, earlier, the, the professor, her little girl, our grandbaby, was diagnosed with uh, leukemia at the age of two and a half. And so it was very hard to be that far away from them. And I began flying back and forth on Southwest Airlines from Houston to Nashville many, many times. I And I'd stay in Nashville for several weeks at a time helping staying at the hospital with her when she was so sick. And thankfully, um, through very good doctors and lots and lots of prayer, Grace is now recovered. She's in remission. Uh, it was a five-year battle, but we're so thankful today that she's a happy, thriving child. And um, I think the Lord is really going to use her life. And I know it's helped Amy with her um, being a professor and teaching others. It has definitely given her a platform where she can help other people go through trials and troubles like she has and like we have in the past. So the Lord is good. Um, he knows what's best. Mm -hmm. We would have never chosen to have to go through the things that we went through. That was not what we wanted, and that's not what we thought should happen to us, but it did. And we've come out of it, and the Lord's blessed us, and we are very thankful today to be living in Nashville close to our daughters and our grandchildren and being able to love them and teach them like we were taught to love the Lord and to tell them Bible stories and to teach them Scripture. And it's just a blessing to be able to redo what was done earlier in our lives. That's awesome. So will you share about how... Um when little Grace was in the hospital and she was two and a half, little baby in diapers, what she said to the to the doctors and, and what a blessing she was, even as she was going through something that nobody would ever, ever think would be the right thing, that right. God used her. Yes. Well, Grace was two and a half years old, and she was laying in her hospital bed one Sunday morning, right after she had been diagnosed. And my husband and I were here, and uh, Amy and Forrest were in the room, and the doctors, a um, couple of the oncologists and some nurses came in. They were doing like a, um, I guess they were going around kind of 
analyzing different patients, and I think they were working on her treatment plan. And so several of them came into the room that early Sunday morning, and they were talking to uh, Grace's mom and daddy and explaining things. And little Grace was laying there, and all of a sudden she said, let's hold hands and pray. And so, of course, the nurses and doctors looked astounded, like, what is this baby (laughs) telling us to do? But we did. We all held hands. The doctors and the nurses held hands with us, and Grace prayed. And this is what the baby said. She said, God is great. God is good. Help Gracie to get well. Amen. It was amazing. And the Lord healed her. Wow. And now you say she could easily become a doctor. She's what what is she doing now? Well, she's in the fourth grade. She's uh, in remission and she's a very brilliant child. She's an old soul. I think for her first five years, she was with adults because she couldn't really play with other children uh, because of her immune system being so low. She um, just was around adults. And so she became an adult herself, I think. And she talks very uh, mature and uses big words and um I, she probably, I think she will probably do something with, uh, I know she's going to help others because she has a real love for other people, but I, I feel like she'll be a doctor or a, something like that one day and tell her, she tells her story often. I mean, she has spoken at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital on numerous occasions on fundraisers and things like that. They always ask Grace if she'd please tell her story. And she's already speaking and letting people know that she's well today because of prayer and good doctors at Vanderbilt, which we are just Mm -hmm. so thrilled that she was able to be treated at such a wonderful hospital. And um, so it's just... It was hard, very, very hard going through it and watching your baby suffer. But I know that the Lord has a purpose in it. He has a purpose in all of our lives. And I know that she will, she's going to be a stronger, better person because of it. She remembers things that we didn't think she would ever remember, but she'll say out of the clear blue skies, remember when I had that mouthful of sores from that medicine that they were giving me? And we'd be like, yes, we remember it, but we didn't think you would. But she does. She can remember a lot of the things that she went through. And she has children now that... um are going through the same thing and their parents will get grace to talk to them and help them and encourage them and she's really good at um, sympathizing with them uh, our daughter Amy called her sickness a crazy adventure that was our name for what she went through it was wow. her crazy adventure so to hear grace say her prayers at night many times I've heard her say Dear Lord, please help all the children that are on crazy adventures. Oh, wow. And she just, she has a love for children that are going through what she went through, and she knows how bad it was and how hard it was. But um, we're just thankful that she's well and she's happy. Wow. And how God is using her. That's amazing. You know, you would have never thought that, or your mother would have never thought that that would happen to you, that y'all would have this crazy adventure. But... I know a lot of people have these crazy adventures and they do not see it 
quite the same way. And I just wonder how much of that is because your parents did the same thing every day, just loving and trusting and obeying and serving God. And they had no idea what they were preparing you for. And now Grace and Amy, too, which I'll get to, are are being used in such a great way and who knows how God will use this in the future mm-hmm. you know and it's just it's amazing how you know there there may be mamas listening right now who feel like they're not doing anything important they're just at home and they're just doing the same thing every day but they have no idea what a foundation they're laying for kids who are going to grow up and go through very hard things mm-hmm. and that stability of just loving their daddy and taking care of the family and just being faithful, praying. Praying is so big. And just loving God's Word and being faithful to to their church and to the things that God has called them to. How God is going to use that in the future. And they may, I mean, your mama, she never knew all this, right, from no. on this side of things. No, she didn't. But, but how God has used her and your daddy. Mm-hmm. And it's also neat how your daddy was such a storyteller and now... You know, Grace shares her story, and you're sharing the story, and you're talking about how we all have a story and we all need to share it. So, will you talk a little bit about what Amy's doing in that regard as a teacher at Belmont? Because that's so exciting. Yes. Well, uh, Amy's a professor at Belmont University, and she um, she got her doctorate at Florida State. She did go to Austin P, and then uh, got her doctorate, got her master's at Austin P, got mm-hmm. her undergraduate at Florida State, went back and got her doctorate at Florida State, and um, she. Now now teaches a class uh, where she teaches English writing, but one of her classes is writing in the community, and she pairs her students with um, someone in the community of Nashville. Uh, she goes to places like Rest Stop Ministries, The Open Door, uh, Thistle Farms, places where women have gone that have been in abusive situations or uh, She's even working with the Tennessee Women's uh, Prison Ministry now, and she pairs these students with one of those people from one of those organizations or groups, and for a semester, those students go once a week and interview these people, and then they write their story at the end of it, and it has just been amazing to see how these Ladies' stories have changed these students' lives. Really? It's uh, at the end of the semester... She'll have them read their their papers, or their they, she has a night where she has a reading, and I've been able to attend several times, and just to hear how not only has it changed the student's life, but it changes the person's life that's telling the story, mm-hmm. because they have finally reached a point where they can talk about what they've held inside for maybe many years, wow. or the abuse that they've suffered for many years, or you know addictions and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. But because they have opened up to these students and started talking and started writing their stories, it's changed their lives. And um, I can think of one girl in particular that I saw just the other day. And we went on a Maymester, a missions trip uh, with these Belmont students to the Dominican Republic two years ago. And at that time, I could see her kind of as a rebellious um, college student that just, I just was worried about her. I could tell that she was maybe heading down the wrong path. She was paired with a lady that um, was in prison 
wrongfully accused and in prison for several years. But while she was in prison, she began to witness and pray with prison women and has changed many women's lives and is now out of prison. She They've asked her to come back as a chaplain there. And the student worked with that lady all semester. Her life has changed. That girl is a completely different person today. She's found the Lord. She's trusted Him. I can just see she's just a different person. So I can see how these awful hard stories have helped so much change people's lives. And Amy's been able to um, get these students to tell their own stories. She does a, a writing and healing class where you write a story about yourself and what you have gone through as maybe a child or a young adult. And reading these stories and listening to these kids that... Uh, college kids that have gone through things that I can't even imagine people having to live through. Mm-hmm. Um, but because she's given this, them this opportunity, this platform to tell their story and to get it out, it's helped change their lives. So I feel like she has just been able to use um, her gift of writing to help others so much. And it's just been a real blessing to see that in her life. Wow. That is so exciting. I'm so happy for her. I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> wow. Well, I know she, she made a difference for me, you know, just as a little freshman. But that's, so that's just amazing how God is using her and how the, the story of the gospel never, never gets old. How, mm-hmm. how Jesus loves us and he, he died for our sins and was buried and rose again. And your daddy spent his life sharing that. And all, all through your family, it's still, it's still blessing the world from St. Petersburg to, you know, Belmont. It's just amazing and how you get to be a spectator to all of it. It's yeah, wonderful. <laughs> I just appreciate the opportunity to, to speak to you. And I think it's wonderful. I didn't, I'd forgotten that Amy had met you earlier and I'm glad that she was able to help you and help you find your way and, be what you are today, too. I think that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being willing to spend the time talking to me. This was really nice. I just kind of said, will you will you let me talk to you? <laughs> and she shared her story so beautifully. So I pray that um, this encourages a lot of people, whether they're grandparents who are going through something or watching their kids go through things, or whether it's just a, um, a young person who is not sure how their life should go, that your story of sharing your story will. Well, and you know, it, it sometimes people looking in think everything looks perfect. Right. And I know somebody told me one day, they said, you just have a Hallmark family. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it may look like it, but we have hurts too. And you can't control. I think one thing that we need to realize is we cannot control what happens and we can pray and we can trust the Lord to take care of our children and our grandchildren and our lives. But there are things along the way that happen to everybody that we don't understand. Very difficult times. We've gone through some really difficult times and it's not all like it looks on the outside. So don't ever compare yourself to other people and other people's lives. You never know. I know, um, 
I think it was Billy Graham's daughter wrote a book. Uh, it was, she said, on every pew sits a broken heart. Wow. And I've, I've thought about that so many times. We go into church and we sit down and we think, oh, they look so nice and everybody looks so happy. But everybody has something in their life that yes. they need help with or they are hurting or they're going through something or they will be going through something. So one thing I try to, to tell people is don't compare yourself to somebody else because you don't really know what they're going through and it may look pretty to you on the outside but people are hurting and we need to always be conscious of the fact that a smile or a hello or can I help you do something means a lot no matter who they are or where they are in their life they can be a a child a mother or a grandmother a great grandmother Mm -hmm. Um, but we all have, have needs and have things that hurt us and desires and we can't control everything so we just have to trust the lord and be kind to people and oh, that's love so them good. that's so good we can't be jealous because no. you know if there's a little 10 or 11 year old girl in grace's class who compares herself to grace today and doesn't know grace's story and thinks, well look at this girl she gets to speak at vanderbilt and she's so smart and she's so pretty and she has everything she needs and she doesn't know what Grace has been through. She right. didn't, you know, she didn't have the sores in her mouth and all that. Right. right. <laughs> and none of us do. So if there's somebody that we're looking at that we feel jealous of, we don't know that whole story and we may not want to switch places right. if we could. <laughs> That's the truth. You might not want to switch places. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you again. You're this has welcome. been wonderful. I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless y'all. Uh-huh.